الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الذي اصطفى وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله I bear witness there is no deity but Allah that Muhammad is his servant and his messenger and his nurse of all mankind we pray to him to shower his mercy and his blessings upon all the prophets and upon Prophet Muhammad may peace be upon all of them dear brothers and sisters as you know that inshallah in a couple of weeks we have the advent of the great month of Ramadan and we are all trying to prepare ourselves for it and also we are trying to fulfill one of the pillars of Islam which is the zakat a lot of us starting now and the questions are asked and so on and we all know the pillar so I will not talk about it how important it is to the harmony and to the tranquility and to the well-being of our community that goes without saying However, as we are trying to prepare, I would like to share with you a few reminders. The first, you'll find it in chapter 24, verse 33. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَتُوهُمْ مِنْ مَالِ اللَّهِ الَّذِي آتَاكُمْ That give for the cause of Allah from what Allah had given you. It is a reminder because a lot of times we find ourselves really believing what we have, it is out of our own making. When was Qarun at the time of Musa والسلام, was asked to give for the cause of Allah what Allah had given him, he said, what do you mean? I it is out of my witness and my experience and my knowledge I gather this wealth and we all know what happened to him he lost it we tend to forget that everything that we have is from Allah our skills our opportunities the right time the right place the right job whatever all it takes is just remember all of us have experienced if you're sick you can't work. You're out of commission. And so on and so forth. So we need to be, to remember that all what we have, it is from God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second reminder, you will find it in verse 7, chapter 57. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنْفِكُ مِمَّا جَعَلَكُمْ مُسْتَخْلَفِينَ Spent for the cause of Allah with what Allah made you trustee of that's another reminder that means what we have no matter how little or how lot whatever we have it is not ours to keep either we depart from this world which eventually we are departing so if we have it will leave it behind us so it will be transfer of hands from us to our inheritor or 
for so many people we have seen during their life we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala moves that wealth from their hands to another hand they lose it somehow this is not the topic but this is the reality so whatever we have it is from Allah and whatever we have it is not ours it belongs to Allah but we are only the current trustees and these are two important reminders as we are trying to prepare our zakat and, 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 and move forward. Another question that sometimes really, I, I, it, it, it surprises me, you'll, you'll find someone comes and say, uh, brother, from what part of my wealth I should apply zakat? SubhanAllah, when Allah says, take from their wealth, what state's wealth nowadays is, should be, we should apply zakat. And when we look at the Quran, we'll find the Quran at the time of the Prophet ﷺ gave us an array from the gold to the silver to uh, all the agriculture to whatever produced at that time that cons when the wealth consists of these items. Whatever consists, whatever makes us wealthy nowadays, that zakat should apply to without any complications. The other questions are still very persisting and, and, and there are so many and, and this is not the topic of the khutbah nor that I claim that I have answers but it is widely spread. How much? And you'll find, well, it depends what you have and if you pay 5% or 10% and you'll, you'll find a big debate. Brother, if you are a scholar and you know why you're asking, you're asking and we'll give you the answers based and, and what is available. And you find a big argument. People trying to, is two and a half, is it five, is it 10? Which one here, which one is there? And I remember one time I asked a simple question to a wise, pious individual. And his answer was so simple. He said, brother, you want Allah to give you generously? I said, of course. Do you want him to calculate everything he gives you? I said, no, Allah is most generous. I want him to give me abundance. He said, well, give for his God. It was abundance. Simple. So here we find these are uh, some reminders that can help us as we are preparing to fulfill the pillar as paying the zakat. Another reminders I want to share with you there is a distinction between zakat al-fitr and zakat al-mal. Zakat al-fitr, it is restricted to the poor and to the needy and to the distant. So we all know zakat al-fitr, right? Fitr is when we break our fast. So at the end of the month of Ramadan, if you recall, right before the uh, imam or the khatib is about to deliver the khutbah al-eid, you'll find we are all scrambling to make sure that you are paying zakatul and that is restricted for the category that I shared with you. However, zakatul mal, which is that's what we are now working on and preparing ourselves and a lot of us doing the calculations and so on, it is given to us by this verse in a they, they are eight categories and here they are. You'll find them in chapter 9, verse 60. 
إنما الصدقات للفقراء والمساكين it is for the needy, the poor and the destitute والعامين عليها those who are collecting it, working on it والمؤلفة قلوبهم those who you want to win their hearts I will elaborate on that later on إن شاء الله وفي الرقاب and those who are trying to free from bondage I will, I will reflect on that as well والغارمين those who are overwhelmed with debts وفي سبيل الله and for the cause of Allah and also I will, I will reflect on that وابن السبيل the way terror فريضة من الله it is an ordinance from Allah والله عليم حكيم and God is all knowing all wise Brothers and sisters, it is a broad spectrum of categories. There are eight categories. You'll find the Quran talked about as-sadaqat. That means you are, this is the offering without anything in return. I love that explanation, the reflections that Muhammad Asad gave, but that's his soul. He said, it is the offering that you're not expecting anything in return. And so that's at the beginning of the verse, then eight categories come, and then it comes faridah. It is an or, it is something that is ordered. It is an ordinance, it is a must. And by the end of the khutbah, we will say why, subhanAllah, we will find why the language is so important to make sure that we are fully aware of that. So I will focus on those because out of the eight categories, the majority, we know them well, we've, we've heard them, and they are really straightforward, even in our contemporary time. But these three that I have selected, I believe that we have to look at them within the context of the American Muslim community. Those you want to win their hearts. Now you wonder sometimes why the Quran here is focused on a category that it touches the human feelings. Not too long, well actually too long ago, it was been a few years back, about, about 2006 or so, I read an article, was an eye-opener for me, it was in the USA Today. And the, art, the article is talking about how that what has been known for the longest time, but was not scientifically proven, that the human being, the human being, the human being makes his or her decision by the impact and the influence of their feelings more than their mind. But not long ago, you will find that scientists now, with all the technology, looked at the brain and they studied, and they confirmed exactly that, that the feelings takes over the reason of the mind. So that means, we heard this, most of us makes the decision from the guts, means, you know, the, it, it is wrapped with feelings. And you will find in this article, while I was reading, you will find that the economists, the psychologists, the, 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 the people who work in politics, all of them, they are vying with one another to really understand this finding now, because it is so scientifically proven, because they wanted to understand how we make the decision. Of course, for marketing purpose, or for election purpose, or for whatever purpose. And while it is known, but only recently was proven, 
you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala back 1400 years ago is telling us do not ignore such an important aspect of the human behavior because it is so impacting the thinking, the decision. And for us, the American Muslim community, we are not vying with one another to convert people. The responsibility of the messengers of God and all of us is to convey the message of Islam, not to convert people. But to win their heart, it is our responsibility. And we'll look around. So Allah is telling us to spend on institutions and organizations that are keen in their work to win the heart of who? We as American Muslims, we want, we want to win the heart of few people. Those who are in the decision makers, the politicians who are making the policies and the decisions, and the public opinion shapers, the media and Hollywood. So here for us, we ask to pay our zakat for the organizations and institutions that are working on winning the hearts of those who are in the decision makers and the opinion shapers. So that would be a category that I, I feel Inshallah, we take into consideration as where we are preparing our zakat. Now I go to another category. It's very interesting, again, how the Quran uses such terminology. Those of us who know Arabic, al-raqba is the neck. Al-riqab is plural. And we all know Arabic also linguistically means slavery. It means anything that is choking the air of the individual, it considered to be part of that enslavery process. You're enslaving people. You're stripping them from their right to breathe, to be free, to be liberated. So brothers and sisters, why slavery has taken a different shape? So that means now, any people who are occupied. Yes, in 21 century, there are still people who are occupied. Ask the Palestinians or ask the Kashmiris. It's hard to believe, but it is there. Those who are under the tyranny of dictators. Yes, it is 21 century, yes, but look at some of the Muslim countries. Are countries still there, and they're fighting for the freedom. So any organization or institution in Russian or institution that is working for liberty and freedom ought to be supported. So that would be the second category. Those who are working for liberty and freedom, the zakat ought to be allocated for them as well. Wafi sabilillah. Another one is for the cause of Allah. I read so many different, they call it al-masalah al-amma, it is the public affairs, and I, I, there are so many of them, but if I am to take one sentence, it will be what benefits other than us, what benefits society at large. And that's beautiful. So, again, institutions and organizations that are working for benefiting the society at large are to be supported by us. So you find, brothers and sisters, that Islam calling upon us to spend our zakat in wide spectrum. You have eight categories, but if you, if you take a moment 
and you reflect of them, you will find that these eight categories, all of them, as the Quran said, farida, for us to really uh, stop and think how important they are, because they are instrumental in preserving the well-being of the society at large. الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي كتب على نفسه الرحمة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. Dear brothers and sisters, Alhamdulillah that we belong to this great religion that helps us to broaden our vision, help us to see to, to see things in a very panoramic vision. Eight categories each one deserves a khutbah on its own, but when you put them together, you'll find these pieces, they project a complete image of a healthy, if they are, if we invest into these, they will project a healthy a body, healthy community, healthy society. And we all know what is the purpose of our community, the American Muslim community, is to fulfill its mandate, to enjoin the doing what's right and to forbid the doing what's wrong. In other words, for us to be an effective, valuable contributor and asset to our nation, to America. To be that positive element that contributes to the fabric of the society. So we know that these, if we invest into them, they will help us to accomplish that. But in this difficult time, I mean the economical situation that we are all experiencing, let's face it, we are not immune like the rest of the nation, it is a difficult financial time. And as we are all trying to calculate and to figure out how do we spend our zakat, and I hope in my khutbah today that has, has helped us I'd like us to remember two things as well. The first, that the Prophet said a beautiful hadith. That the believer is an intelligent, witty, sharp individual. And we want to make sure also the other thing that we remember that al-mubadzirin, that those who are, who are squanderers are those one who spend their money in the wrong places, but also they spend their money on things that are not effective. So it is a bad economy. Whatever we have is rule. It's not, you know, that the good time. It is a challenging time for us, all of us financially. So now when we are about to allocate the resources that we have for these 
categories that I shared with you today, let us remember that we ought to invest into institutions and organizations like our center, alhamdulillah, like Impact and others, who are delivering a good work that is effective. And let us make sure that we spend it generously and we spend it for an effective, in other words, I'd like us to walk out with one thing today, to be an intelligent spender. So inshallah, our zakat will be effective in this life, and inshallah, it will be effective in the hereafter. Let us pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cleanse our hearts, to purify our intentions. We pray to God Almighty to make, among us, to make us among those who heed His guidance, to execute upon what He has ordained upon us to execute. Let us pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among the true followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وآخر دعوان الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أقم الصلاة